Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tuned into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? If you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Would you or your business even consider supporting us for only $5 a month so we could continue to provide you with quality content? We would greatly appreciate your support. Now get ready to grow and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the You Flourish podcast. I'm really excited to be back again today. And today I'm with Michelle Cody, who is the studio director at Fly Fitness, which is a fitness studio here in Fargo. And they just opened up a second location. And so I'm really excited to have Michelle kind of share her work journey, her life journey, her all of her experiences that really led her to where she is and with the mindset that she has. And so today we're going to kind of chat a little bit about what it means to bring sacredness back into our secular culture, because as we all know, um, we've created a very, or we've created, we've kind of created it. We live in a secular culture. So um, we're here to bring um, God back into it. So Michelle, with that, why don't you start by just sharing a little bit more about yourself? Sure, I'd be glad to. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. I'm happy to do this. Um, yeah, my name is Michelle. I am married to my husband, Troy. We've been married for 30 years this summer. Um, he is a principal of one of the high schools in town. Uh, we have four kids, uh, three girls and a boy. And my my baby boy is going to college this fall. He's uh, headed there in two weeks. I'm taking him to college at St. Thomas in the cities. And then um, I have three girls and my last daughter just got married this summer. And my other two girls are um, working moms in the community. One's a nurse, one's a teacher. They have, um, my oldest daughter has a three-year-old named Amelia and my second daughter has a little boy named Truman. And I get to be their Mimi. <laughs> so they are um, the loves of my life. So my family is super important to me. And then I get to do this really fun job of being the studio director at Fly. I love it. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, how you became a studio director and like what this, how this all started, I guess. Yeah. So um, fitness has always been really important to me. I was a student athlete. I was a collegiate athlete. Um, working out is just something I do for stress relief and just even for the social aspects of it. So it's always been a part of my life at various seasons. You know, some uh, it's easier to work out than others. I was a stay at home mom for a number of years. So sometimes all I did was walk, but um, it was really important me, to me to be physically active. Um, my professional, well, I, I went to college to be a social worker. And so like right out of college, I worked as a family preservation social worker. I did child abuse and foster care and all the hard things with social work. And then 
I really, my heart was at home. And so I wanted to stay at home with my kids and raise them. And so then I did that for about 13 or 14 years. I went back to work after my son went to kindergarten. Um, and I didn't think social work was probably going to be something uh, I could remain in just because of the difficulty and the hard things that came along with that. But I did find a job uh, here in Fargo at a maternity home. It was faith-based uh, maternity home for women who faced an unplanned pregnancy. And I did that for five years and it was a wa wonderful job. I very openly shared my faith and um, taught girls about the Bible and um, how to live um, as a follower of Jesus. You know, that was received well sometimes and sometimes not, <laughs> but, um, but it was a faith-based ministry. So I was, I was very, very um, free to share all the things about Jesus and faith and what that looked like. Mm -hmm. um, then, so what happened was um, Fly, I heard about Fly from my daughter who was being trained in as an instructor. And then um, the friends that I was working out with also were becoming instructors. And I'm like, I just want to be a part of this gym. It sounds so cool. And I'm like, can I just work the front desk and work out? And so the person who was managing at the time um, hired me as a front desk person. And so I began just checking people in and greeting people and getting to know the people that were coming to fly and working out alongside of them. And the studio director at that time, um, just it just didn't end up working out for her. And so it was like December of 2019. And when we started to look for someone else, the instructors, and then um, at the time, the people who uh, are the, the owners of Fly said, we think it's Michelle. We want Michelle to, to be the face of Fly and run Fly. And I'm like, me, like what? I don't know anything about running a business. Um, I'm a social worker. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. And they were like, no, you know how to take care of people and you know how to make people feel really cared for. And that's what we want more than anything. And we'll teach you how to run a business. And so I said, yes. And um, I, I was scared and I didn't know what to expect. And I wasn't sure I had a lot of doubt if I, if I could do it. Um, but I just, I really felt like the Lord was saying, yeah, I want you to go for this. I want you to try this. It's something new and, and scary and do it anyway. So I said, yes. Oh, I love it. That's such a cool story. And now, I mean, you're running a business, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you have one other, um, director that you work with at to locate at the other location. And so, I mean, kind of is a lot on your shoulders probably, and it feels probably, scary like you said because it was completely unknown but could you share I mean what have been some wins and some losses in this new journey that you've been on yeah well the win is like so there's some personal wins for me like my confidence level grew like crazy I just think sometimes as women we doubt ourselves and we second guess ourselves and we get insecure and we think, am I good enough? And, and am I capable? And what are they going to think of me? I, at the core, I'm a people pleaser. And so I stepped into this role as the, as the number one leader. Um, at the time when I said, yes, I wasn't sure I would be an instructor or not. I didn't totally see myself as that. I, I saw myself more as managing and leading this team. Um, but then as I got into it, I'm like, oh, I actually am going to have to like get on the bike and lead classes. I'm going to have to stand in front of everybody and lead them in a workout. And um, 
that was really scary to me. Like I just, all the doubt and everything running through my head about what are people going to think of me and am I good Mm -hmm. enough was um, a real battle. And so I pushed through all those fears. I just like decided I'm going to do this and it's a mental game. And (laughs) there's times that I still battle that, that I still Mm -hmm. think, I don't know that I'm good enough, but um, at the core, then I have to remind myself of who I am. One of the things here at Fly we talk a lot about is living authentically and that we let go of things that don't serve us. We let go of negative thoughts and we hold on to what is true. And so I have to remind myself, no, I am worthy. I am capable. I am strong. I, you know, I am unstoppable. Like these are the kind of things that we say to our to our classes and those are the things that I had to embrace so I did learn new things I did step up in front of people when I was scared and then found that I actually can do this (laughs) so like personally it was it's been there's been a number of wins for me Mm -hmm. and then just wins as a business I have a really high sense of responsibility So I have poured my heart into this team, into this business, because I believe in it so completely. Um, If you guys have ever done like strengths finder before, like my number one is belief. And if Mm -hmm. I believe in something, I am going to give 110%. I'm going to persuade you. I'm going to convince you. I'm going to, I'm going to give everything to it. Um, and one of the other things that is in my strengths finder is positivity. I'm a really positive person. It's, I'm a positive person. And it's, again, one of the things that fly is all about. We are, we want this to be the most positive space that you could ever be in. So it's just like creating that space of positivity and a growth mindset for people. And then um, the other thing is that I'm an includer. And, and so I want more than anything for people to feel like they belong. And so we're about community. We are all about making people feel like they have a place where they can be themselves and they can show up authentically and they can feel like I'm good enough to be here and I belong here. And Mm -hmm. so creating that space um, has been really powerful and it's, and, and seeing it come to fruition has been amazing because Mm -hmm. Our growth has been, I would say, slow and steady, just given the fact that we opened and then hit a pandemic wall (laughs) and we're just faced with a lot of challenges with reopening and people coming like the fitness level. I mean, the fitness industry changed completely. Everybody went home and got a Peloton. Everybody Mm -hmm. went home and started doing workouts in their basement. So there was a huge shift in the fitness industry. So we faced a lot of challenges and it was sort of recreating then this mindset of no we actually we actually need each other we belong together we're supposed to live in community we're not meant to live in isolation and and it's just like this is what the lord gave me as like Mm -hmm. now now this is the community i want you to build it's around fitness but it's so much more than that it's about your mental health your emotional health and your spiritual health and it's all kind of wrapped up in this space called fly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And like you said, you know, when you started all of this stuff, it started off with that self-doubt and like all of these negative things. And I think when we all start something new or just anything in general, it's like, we all feel those things. 
but we were, we we're like, well, I need to push through. I need to push through. Just that's what I need to do. This is how I, the next thing, but everyone goes through it. And so I think it's just so important to remember that it's not just you that's going through that. Like every time you start something new, those feelings are going to come back up. Like you said, it's just pushing through and also trusting that this is where you're supposed to be. Like you just said, like, this is what God gave you. This is what you're going to do with it. And um, I think that is really awesome. And so with that, I mean, you lead a team mm-hmm. of instructors and everyone in at the studio. And so we talked a lot about before um, this recording about leading through faith. And so you said, you know, belief and all these things are your your core um, strengths, but how do you really lead a team through faith when you're in an environment when it, maybe it is a little bit more um, accepted, but how do you really lead with faith but also be super inclusive? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, there are definite qualities that we have, I think, as Christians and as non-Christians, I mean, that's um, that's an interesting lens to look through. But at the core of who I am, um, I believe that Jesus called us to love our neighbor as ourselves, and um, you know, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. The two greatest commandments. So, what I need to do first is love God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and if if I am a Jesus follower, the Holy Spirit is in me. Wherever I go, I bring Jesus into that. Whether I say his name or not, Jesus is in that space. And so, so I wanna I wanna love like he loves. I wanna I wanna um, be open to people in a way that he would, and I wanna be inclusive. And I want to be kind and I want to be accepting and all of those things. That's, that's where we just leave from, I think, is this place of like, really, what would Jesus do? How did he interact with people? And so, and then we just stand on values of like good character, of loyalty, of integrity, of, you know, being who, who you say you are. And, um, and so all of those qualities, I think, start to come out. And, and some, and I, and I might not say a single word about faith or Jesus or church or anything, but I really believe that it, it's kind of, it should come out of me Mm -hmm. (laughs) the way that I live, love and lead is done in a way that honors Jesus. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what you said, it's, we hear it all the time. Like, what would Jesus do? We hear that saying all the time, but that actually is such a powerful business tool if you think about a business life tool I mean honestly if we lived every single day thinking what would Jesus do in this situation we would bring we would be able to lead and bring love and bring his goodness into every situation and with that simple phrase so I feel like that's something we should all get like tattooed on us or something I don't know how I can remember that but um I just think yeah we should think about that in a business setting maybe not even in a I mean in and a personal setting as well um so I mean, if we don't have what would Jesus do tattooed on us, sometimes we get stuck in the mindset that, you know, oh, I'm not called, like, I'm not called to lead people to God because I don't work at a church or I don't do this, like, or I just work in a corporate job. So I just do my job. I go home. Maybe I go to church on Sunday, do all these same things. But how can we as Christians 
leave others to the cross no matter what we do for a living. If we work at a gym, if we work, we're a consultant, if we do all these different things, like how can we actually, and you maybe touched on a little bit, but bring God back into this very secular culture that we're living in. Yeah. You know, I, I really think people, people want to be seen. And we say this a lot around here with our team. People, we want people to feel seen, celebrated and supported. Mm -hmm. And when you go like the extra mile to like make people really feel seen or, or maybe it's feel heard, you know, somebody, sometimes people just need you to listen and like genuinely listen to them and to sort of hear their story or maybe just hear what's going on in their day or their week. Like we can lean into that and that makes such a difference. Um, we remember birthdays. We remembered like that their um, son went to college or we remember that their, um, you know, that their dad died or we know that somebody's going through, you know, their parents going through cancer. And so I just think when you are genuinely caring for people in a way that you're noticing them, it makes such a difference. And you just allow that space for them to talk or to be cared for. And, you know, one of the things too, is like just telling people like, Hey, I'm praying for you in a real way. And, and there may be even times that you stop and you can say, Hey, would you care if I prayed with you? How would you feel about me just praying for you right now? You know, a lot of the times we can say that we're praying for people, but are we really? And, and if you genuinely do that, and if you, and if you take a minute and even stop and pray with someone like that's huge, huge. Like there's nobody who's going to say, no, I really don't want you to pray for me. <laughs> like we all know that there is something. I, I really think that we know that there's a higher power, that there is something else that we need. And so, you know, things like that, I think we can, we can love people differently than the world. And um, we've had people say like, there's something different here. Like there, like this is, this truly is like, we feel that you genuinely care about us. And when you just step out and do that little extra and it doesn't take much, mm -hmm. but it's sacrificial, you know, it really is. There are sacrifices that we make that we, that we lay down our lives. Like we truly need to look at what Jesus did. He laid down his life. He laid it down to the point of death, but are we willing to willing, uh, willing to sacrifice much? Like, am I willing to give up my like, you know, my time or mm -hmm. my treasure, am I willing to give a little extra money? You know, what, what am I really willing to do to go that extra mile? And all that matters. It makes a difference. And people notice, people see that and they'll, you know, and they might be curious and be like, what is different about you? Mm -hmm. And that might be your opportunity that you can walk through that door to have that spiritual conversation and to say, well, you know what, actually, you know, Jesus changed my life and I, I just want to follow him. I want to live for him and I want to love him and love people well. Mm. And he can do that for you. But, um, but, but I think you need to care for and love people in a way that they are open to that conversation when the time is right. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good point. Well, the first point you made is just listening to people. I think truly that is the most loving thing we can do because 
if you, I mean, you probably feel the same, Michelle, as I do. Sometimes I just want to talk. I want to get it all out there. And sometimes I just, I don't want anyone to respond to me. I just want, just want people, someone to listen. And I think that we forget, we feel like we have to have all the answers before coming up to somebody or let's just say mm-hmm. we're, we're going to go talk to a coworker or we're going to go do something and you feel like you don't want to bring something up or bring um, our faith up because you're like, I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I don't, I don't even think I'm strong enough in my faith to be able to go tell someone, someone else to go follow Jesus. Why should I do that? But in reality, like you don't have to have all the answers. All you have to do is listen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said earlier, you know, if we, we, have, if we, we do as, as followers of Jesus have the Holy spirit in us, like, even when we feel like, I don't know if I'm going to know what to say, like he, he gives you that, like the Holy mm-hmm. spirit will, will give that to you. And so we need to also sort of um, stand on that and stand on like, well, the power of the Holy spirit is in me and my heart is right. I I'm just, I want to love this person well. And if there's something that I need to say, like, help me say it, mm-hmm. <laughs> help me know what to say in the moment. And, right. and it's also okay to say, you know what? I don't know, but I will get you an answer and I'll come mm-hmm. back to you with that, you know? Yeah. And I think a big part we talked about last time we chatted is about, you know, kind of meeting people where they're at too. It's also not about, you know, when you meet someone that you want to be like, oh, come do this, 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 like you need to follow Jesus right now. And this is how you do it and blah, 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 and talk, talk, talk. But it's like, if they have never even experienced anything, how can we like meet people where they're at? Like where, where, how have you experienced that? And you know, what, what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to have a conversation, but it's like the person they're going to talk to maybe has no, or they're not at the same level. Yeah. You know, that, that's another thing that I, when you talk about wins for me personally, like I have, I have worked in, like, as I was a stay-at-home mom and then I, um, did a lot of women's ministry stuff. I volunteered, I led Bible studies. I was around Christians like all the time. Cause I had my friend group and I had my church. Um, and then, um, and then I went to work for a ministry. So I was constantly around other Christians. There were people who volunteers who wanted to serve there and they were lovely people. And yes, some of the girls I was working with weren't exactly wanting to follow Jesus, but it wasn't, that wasn't quite the same. So this is, really the first time in my adult life in a really, really long time that I am around, around just this variety of people. They're coming from various stages of life, um, different backgrounds, you know, they, um, yeah, their story looks a lot different than mine. And so I have just found it incredibly, um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but my heart has like expanded because I genuinely love these people and I know bits of their stories and and you know some of them I can say are not Jesus followers and and that's okay I I love them and I want to know them and so it has taught it has expanded I think my compassion it's expanded like my desire just to see people flourish, you know, like to use your guys's word. I love that. We say to be that best version of themselves. I, I want to help them do that. And so it's a physical way here, but it's also emotional and a mental health thing to be here. And that bleeds into spiritual conversations because it, 
you can't talk about those things without bringing in some spirituality. So it's just opened the door for me to be able to, to talk about all of those things and really see people and accept them where they're at. And then whenever the opportunity comes to be able to speak truth or, um, or just continue to love them right where they're at. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. And like you said, we, a lot of the times that I think as Christians, we, we are surrounded by a lot of people who are just like us, especially, mm-hmm. I mean, for me growing up in a small town, I mean, everyone pretty much has kind of like the same mindset and like these sorts of things. And now just joining a church, it's like, you're going to be around people that, who are the same, but as soon as you get in a situation where maybe people think differently than you, I think I used to be a person that was almost afraid because I'm like, oh, these people don't think like me. What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say? And you just kind of want to spill on them and say, well, you should be like this, this, this. But in reality, like that's such a great opportunity. Yeah, like you said, to learn, but also you said to love people. Like we just have to love them. And mm-hmm. hopefully maybe someday they'll see where that love's coming from. And obviously that love's coming from our faith in Jesus. And so instead of trying to push these things on them and change people's mind, maybe maybe the, the secret to it all, I don't think it's a secret, but it's really just <laughs> love people where they are. Yeah. I, I totally do. Um, it was, it's been a couple of years now. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Bob Goff. He wrote a couple of books. One of them is called love does. And that's mm-hmm. his thing. Like his biggest thing is like, just love people that let's just like throw love around like glitter. Like nobody is going to deny the power of love. I mean, there's songs about it. Like everything's mm-hmm. about love, right? We all want to be loved. And we want to feel love. And Mm -hmm. ultimately we know that God is love. And, and it is just our, I think it's our responsibility and it's our duty and it's our honor to love people well, because that is what ultimately points them to Jesus. And if he has changed us, I mean, my, my life has been transformed and my heart is changed and transformed because of the love of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I, I know that he died for me. Like, he forgave my sins on the cross. He, he poured out his life for me. Like that kind of love changes you. And so if I've been transformed and changed, then, then my only thing that I have left is to offer that same thing to people and mm-hmm. make that difference in their lives. And that's whether, you know, that's, that's with my family, that's with my husband, that's with my closest friends and it's with people that I rub shoulders with on a daily basis. I just mm-hmm. know that what in the end, what matters is, is relationships. That's all that matters in the end, mm-hmm. our relationship with Jesus and our re- relationship with others. And when you boil mm-hmm. it all down and on your deathbed, that's all that matters. Right. That's what I always say when you're thinking about making decisions or the next thing, it's like, what's going to matter. What's going to matter when you're on your deathbed. And it's like kind of, um, I don't know what the word is. I'm losing my mind, but like uh, morbid, morbid yeah. to think about, you know, oh, my deathbed. But in reality, I mean, it's really about the relationships and how much you love people. You know, you're not, I just heard something at, it was actually in like a homily at church. It was about, you're not going to, I've never seen someone take a U-Haul van to the gravesite. And so it's like, mm-hmm. doesn't matter all these things you do in your life. And that, that U-Haul van could be representative of like your job and like, all these things you're fulfilling your life with, but it really just matters how you treated people and how much you love them. And that kind of goes back to mean 
really when we talk about making it more or bringing more sacredness into our secular world I think we kind of just discovered like really it all just comes back to love like that's how we can do it yeah I I really think so um and and creating space and that's you know whether that's at your workplace or within your life for people to feel like they belong you know like we all um you know have our circles of friends and acquaintances and maybe people we we see maybe you see them every week at church or maybe you see them every week at your job but but there there's a, there's maybe there's some people on the fringe that don't know if they belong where you belong you know we can look at it like a like a click or whatever but i just really my heart is that everyone feels like they're with like they're people like with that everybody has people like we live in a, a really um lonely world now again like i there's been kind of this drift because of what happened over the last you know two years that people are isolated and they're I think they're extremely lonely. Uh, you know, we have, there's a mental health crisis. And mm -hmm. I think at the core is that there it's, it's loneliness and there is a lack of connection and there's a lack of feeling like they belong somewhere. And, and, and I've experienced it myself. I mean, when I was new to Fargo and I didn't know anybody and I was a stay at home mom and I was just like taking my kids back and forth to school and I saw other people looking like they had everything together and they had people and they had friends and they had family. And it was, I was incredibly sad and incredibly lonely mm -hmm. for a couple of years and I'll never forget that. And so that's why it's so important to me that people feel accepted right where they're at without mm -hmm. strings attached. And they feel like they, there's a place that they can belong and where they can authentically show up as themselves they don't have to pretend and they would be loved right where they right where they're at and i don't know that that exists in a lot of places mm -hmm. and i want to be a part of creating that for people more than mm -hmm. anything else yeah i would say a challenge for everyone listening is how do, how can you how can you do that in your life you know how can we be inclusive and loving and and just be jesus for everyone else and yeah, what does that look like for you? Because it's going to look so much different for me than it is for you, Michelle, that it is for anyone else listening. It's going to look so much different because our lives are different, but that's also the exciting thing that he gives us a different path and we get to just go down that and see what happens. Um, and so I guess, Michelle, before we wrap up, I want to ask one more question for you. And maybe if this is more on either personally or with fly or with anything, but how can us as listeners or people in our community or be and beyond how can we help you flourish how can we flourish that's the question how, ultimately how can we help how can us as listeners help you michelle or you at fly fitness flourish oh how can you help me flourish yeah <laughs> oh come to my classes <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I think we should, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for everyone to come check out Fly Fitness. Um, so there's a location in downtown Fargo and then in Osgood, which is South Fargo, West Fargo. Yeah. You know what? It's right on the border, but it is South Fargo. South Fargo. Um, we're right behind 
the Osgood Hornbachers. So we say we're Os the Osgood Studio, but we're our address is South Fargo. Um, yeah, and we yeah, we're really excited about the fall and just people kind of getting back into a routine and um, yeah, you know, people love summer around here because we can't get outside mm -hmm. and the rest of the year so everybody's out doing their thing and at the lake and that's awesome i mm -hmm. you know it's great and i think people also are ready to get back into a routine mm -hmm. and i love routine and so i um me and bryn who is my assistant we're excited about the fall and just exposing more and more people to fly so that that we can continue to grow and just see more faces and build more relationships um, mm -hmm. Ultimately, that's what it's about is the connectedness and the relationships that we're building here and helping mm -hmm. people just, um, you know, I, I, I love the word flourish and it really is like my goal to see other people flourish. So that's a hard question when you say, how can you help me flourish? Because mm -hmm. um, I am really focused always on other people flourishing more than anything. So that's hard for me to answer yeah. that. <laughs> well, think about that one, Michelle. Think about how we can all help you. But for now, I'll put a link and we'll have everyone come check out your classes and maybe meet you if they come. So that would be awesome. You. That would yeah. be so awesome. And your first class is free. So you have nothing to lose. Just right. Absolutely. Come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Michelle, this has been so wonderful and I'm just so grateful to have you in our community and also to be able to have this conversation with you. So um, thanks for everything you do. Yeah, thank you for having me. I am really excited about this and what you guys are doing for the good in our community too. Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in everyone and we'll see you next time.